to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. All right. right. So today, we are going to talk about, we kind of sort of almost pulled that off, but not really. I know. Well, (laughs) I mean. If they haven't figured out by now that, that... I don't have that smooth opening. You know, smooth is definitely not a word I would describe (laughs) either one of us with. So, no. So, 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 uh, lots of other adjectives. Cheers, and here we go. Funny, (laughs) fun, funny. Yes, I'd go with that. Maybe a little drunk. But looks aren't everything, Jen. (laughs) My dad used to say to me all the time. Oh, man. Like, Mark, you're funny, but looks aren't everything. And I'd be like, oh. That's actually kind of a good one. It is. Oh, of course, you know what my mom used to do to me? What? This is is like, this this will explain a lot about Mark right now. Okay, go. So my mom would come up to me and say, Mark, doesn't it feel great to be loved? And I'd say, yes. And she'd go, don't you wish you were? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. This was my mother. Gosh, Oh, uh, no. Now, she totally, I mean, I laughed, she I mean, laughed. obviously, it was all you, good. we all know, anyone who knows your mom knows she loves you, but that's a good one. It, oh, it's a great <laughs> one. I think I might have done that to my kids, too. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe. And if anyone knows your kids, we all know how much you love your kids, so. Yes, and um, how much I've damaged them over the years. Well, <laughs> So, let's talk about wine. Anyway, I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> yes, you have a drink. And why don't you introduce our topic for today? Yes, we are talking about how wine is made. We pick up these bottles uh, in the store. The nectar of the gods. The nectar of the gods. We buy it by the bottle and we drink it. But we just thought it would be fun to kind of go back and look at what actually goes into making that wine. It's kind of weird that it took us this long to get here. It does, actually. Yeah. 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 Jeez. (laughs) I mean, maybe that should have been number one. I know. I mean, we talked about so many other important things, but this is such an important topic. It is, um, because it really really gets to the heart of everything. And so, again, it's one of those things where to cover all this in 30-ish minutes is is just not going to happen. So we're going to hit a lot of this on a high level. But I I learned a lot, and I thought it was kind of really fascinating on on some of the basics here. Um, And so... Uh, so wine, first and foremost, is almost always made with grapes, but it can be made with other fruits, but it's predominantly grapes. So if, if it's made with other things, it's usually not wine. But again, there can be fruit wines, blah, 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 blah. But so we're talking about regular wine made with grapes. And really what it comes down to is there's kind of five five steps if you, if you simplify it like we're right. going to today. And it's pick the grapes, crush the grapes, ferment the grapes, age the fermentation grapes i guess fermented grapes <laughs> fermented grape. age uh, age that that um wine uh, wine and then bottle the wine so let's start jen uh, with picking them right well yeah you have to pick those grapes and you know there are a couple different ways that grapes are picked obviously when you know wine making first started there was only one way to pick these grapes and it was by hand that was it people out in the fields picking the grapes and you know people some would argue that that is really still the only way to do it um that you should be out cutting the grapes by hand with shears and nothing else should be done well and if you're an experienced person you know what you're doing you can look and say these ones aren't ripe yet i'm not going to cut them these ones are moldy or whatever and and so it, it is 
got a lot of pluses to it, but it's also very labor intensive and it's not easy. It work. is very labor intensive. And especially with big wineries, it's, they need a lot of people to do it too. It's not just, it's labor intensive for a few, but it's really labor. I mean, it's, it's it like takes a lot of people, you know, too exactly. For and it is not it ha- it's not happening all year long. It's happening during a very short amount of t- period of time. Very seasonal. It has to happen right now, you know, so you know, so you need to get a lot of people here exactly right when you know that window is going to be and there. And they yeah. have to be trained mm-hmm. on how to do it. So you know, it's tough. Um, so they're also, but now there is this technology. There are these machines that can pick the grapes as well. Um, so there's this whole man versus machine situation that's happening in these wineries, and you know, so it, People have these differing opinions on what's better, but what's kind of interesting is today's today's technology with these machines is kind of shockingly precise. These machines are able to calibrate and only pick fruit that's ripe and um, not pick every single grape. They know which grapes are ready to be picked. Wow. Okay, so now I'm having two things here. First, I have this very romantic vision of all, I, I don't call it romantic, whatever, all the people out there, you know, hand picking the grapes and clipping them and everything because that's just so traditional. Right. And then now you're describing these machines and, and you say machines, but then you're talking about this precision and I'm, I'm seeing all these little robots out there. Just like... yeah, so I don't know. I, I actually didn't look to see what these machines looked like. I But they also have to be able to fit. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they go down the, the... I don't know if they... I don't know what they look like. I didn't look up. I should have looked up what they look like. But they are able to pick the grapes and know which grapes are ripe, which grapes aren't ripe. Um, Now, just so you know, it's not like they're picking the grapes themselves. They're picking them with the stems and everything. There's a process that later on goes... Kind of like you buy the grapes in the store. Exactly. They're They're pulling them by the bunch. Yes. Um, But they know which grapes are ripe, ready to go, which grapes are not. So these machines are able to do that. Even if it's just rolling down the middle, like... Just say, oh, take this, take that. That's amazing technology. There are some appellations where handpicking is still the law. So for example, right. So like the Champagne region, like we we talked about Champagne in episodes prior. Um, That region will not allow machines. You have to pick by hand. Um, So, you know. So this they and, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Actually, yeah. they're such traditionalists that I would I would be surprised if they never allow machines. <laughs> yeah. um, but they yeah. So anyway, picking the grapes is the first step. And again, it's not like they're picking individual grapes. They're picking <laughs> these bunches, stems and all. Um, and there are different harvests when they pick these grapes. Sometimes they do it at night. Sometimes they do it during the day. Um, it kind of depends on. Um, the sugar levels and all that kind of stuff um, well, and feeding the heat. There's a whole science that goes into it because, you know, so I went to Davis for school and there was a class called viticulture and enology. Mm-hmm. And as a freshman or even a sophomore, when you can't drink, one of the classes you want to take is viticulture and enology because you think you're going to be able to drink yeah. in this class. And think, then you find does out it happen? it's like a chemistry class. Oh. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, and then you find out that major because it's a huge Davis is a huge winemaking school. Yes, I've huge. heard that. Um, I mean, it's one of the biggest, I think, mm-hmm. actually. And they, and then you find out that that major, like the chemistry part of that, 
is crazy. So like, there's a huge like the balance of chemistry. Blah blah. Anyway, that's a whole different part of this. But well, no, um, but it's it's huge balance. and it's key because knowing, like I said, the right the right timing, times to pick the grapes. Like there's like the, certain well, there's certain there are certain grapes they pick at night and certain grapes they pick during the day. Apparently, yeah, because and and because it will make a difference. And and the grapes, um, from what I was reading, they have the most effect on the flavor of the wine more than anything else you're going to do in the entire process. So getting yeah. that part right. I mean, if you miss that. You, you're missing your entire harvest possibly for the year and it's, we got to got to use a throwback term here and see if i can remember it it, it a lot of this comes back to the terroir oh terroir yeah terroir. terroir um and and so knowing the, so you grow the grapes you got to grow them just right and then you got to harvest them at just the right time exactly yeah so that's the picking process so yeah there's still how do you feel on machine versus man do you have a feeling no well i don't i I don't. Oh, one other thing is some flagship. Um, what did I read? Hold on one second. There are some flagship wineries, like or some wineries, like for their flagship wine, they will still handpick even if they have machine capability. Okay. Like so, like they'll keep one wine that's still handpicked. So um, that kind of you know, tells I, you though that it's that's probably well, it's, maybe it's it is almost, only perception that it makes yeah, it better. Yeah, it's the perception, know. and you know, I I don't know how I feel about it. I think. Part of me is like, oh, well, the handpicking still gives people jobs. You know, mm-hmm. there's that part. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of, I'm glad I don't want everyone, all the jobs to go away to people who, to, to machines. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love the idea of people learning this really specified trade that is super cool. Well, what I don't um, like is when the machines take over, then they'll own our wine too. I'm just kidding, everybody. I don't think the machines the, are taking over. Things just got really like, weird what? here. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's just, it's a weird, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And, you know, there's also, you've heard, I, there was a crazy story that came out not too long ago about someone who, this is really going dark now, but someone died using one of those um, grape pickers. Ooh. Um, like something weird happened, like the thing didn't turn off and he was, I think someone may have to man the grape picker. Um I'm calling it the great picker. That is not the official word for it, by the way. I don't know what I don't know what it's actually (laughs) called. Um, But somehow someone died, so there was a fatality involved. So you know they're dangerous. It's you know because these things are they're sharp. Well, maybe Um, they thought they were ripe. I don't know. Okay, let's move. Oh my god. Okay, let's move on to the next step. Let's go on to crush, which actually doesn't sound. (laughs) I was going to say that did not help. (laughs) No, it does not help. But. Anyway, okay. um, crush. So crush. You better crush this one, Mark. I'm hoping. <laughs> okay, so we mentioned that oh, um, Lord. we're grabbing the grapes off the off the vines in the bunches as is. You're going to get the stems. You're going to get some leaves. You know, all sorts of other stuff um, uh, in there. And uh, definitely not poor Joe um, or whoever <laughs> it was. Um, oh my god so uh and that's it's not funny for that person <laughs> it's not, it's or their not. Family. i don't know why i'm laughing um, but anyway so then it goes to a destemmer, uh which is going to remove the stems and leaves and at that point it starts to kind of lightly crush the grapes um now when you hear crushing or think crushing um i used to think it was just like let's just squeeze and crush the crap yeah. out of those things but really the objective is is not necessarily to squeeze all of the juice out of those grapes as a matter of fact we'll, we'll talk about this in, in, a, in a minute um you don't necessarily even want to do that it's really more to get the juice out of the grape uh, or to start to get that skin open 
so that the juice starts to you know hit the fermentation hits the yeast starts to do its its thing um, and lets those two kind of mix now if you're making a white wine you then press it um, so uh, you so and by pressing it you're extracting all the juice so you're um, they have machines um, and they also have um, they used to have basket presses and things like that which are made by wood but the idea is is that you put it in this vat and then you push down add pressure onto the wine and then it's kind of you put a little and stop and then the wine starts pouring out and then once the wine starts stopping you put a little more pressure and then more wine and a little more and a little more and a little more the idea and i'm doing all this with my hands too which nobody can see but i'm i'm, I'm crushing the grapes slowly with my hands one step at a time um and the idea though is to get it exactly right because um you want ideally you really just want it like if you could and you have the ability to just take that juice and and not even really press just take that loose juice and that is like the best primo but you don't get great yields that way so to get more juice so you can make more wine that's why you press it but the more you press it the more you're going to get the 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 flavors and um extracts from the the any from the skins um, any leftover stems, anything else like that into the wine, which is ideally not good. Right. So it's kind of finding that, again, that right press. So for white wines, you press it first and then you send it off for that fermentation process. But if it's red wine, then it goes straight to fermentation. And that's because the skins are what gives it that red color. You can actually have red grapes that make white wine right i was i was really <laughs> hoping you were going to say that because i think a lot of people wouldn't know that you expect you think oh red white wine probably comes from green grapes you know like i just green always grapes. assumed green grapes right. was white wine red right. grapes that's was not, red wine. that's not the case or purple grapes i guess whatever right. it is. no it's right. not at all yeah many white wines are actually made from red, red grapes. grapes i know isn't that the craziest <laughs> yeah so, I know. so they leave those in there because and and again the skins uh that that the pigment in the skins will then go into the juice and color it now if it's a true rosé, uh -huh. so some rosés are a blend. So they'll take a white and they'll take a red and they'll blend them and then they'll call it a rosé, give it that pinkish color. But if it's a true rosé, then they will let the skin stay in just long enough to give it that color and that little bit of extra tannin. Yeah. Because um, that's where the tannins come from in the red wines. That's why there's a lot more tannins in red wines than there are in white wines is because the skin stays with it while it's fermenting and it gives it that tannin. So with the rosé, you do a little bit of fermentation, let a little bit of color, a little bit of tannins in, then you press it, then you let it kind of finish. Hmm. So it's it's really doing that and then if you want to know about how sparkling wine is made go back and listen we did an entire episode yeah. on that <laughs> um very different yes uh so the uh and the other like other thing to be mentioned is that yes once upon a time this process was done by putting all the grapes in this big <laughs> barrel or vat and people would just stomp, stomp uh, them with their feet. I love Lucy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Lucy. I mean, I'm sure, is no one else picturing this right now? I'm sure, come on people. I, I mean, that I, actually, episode, I didn't until you said it. That episode is a freaking classic. Yeah, but there's some wineries that will actually let you do that still. They'll have like certain times a year. Now, I don't know if they do that. And, and part of you sounds makes it gross it's people's feet but i mean hopefully of so course it's washed cool. but it's also ferment i mean this is alcohol it ferments oh my gosh. It's killing alcohol anything. kills everything yeah. i did go to a winery um recently where i didn't get to stomp on the grapes but i did get to like 
push something down and crush grapes. Oh, the, do the do part of that, that yeah. crushing process. I, people oh, can't it, see what I'm doing. I have people, I feel like they can see what I'm doing with my arms. But I know, actually, I was totally watching I'm, you I crush the grapes. I'm crushing grapes <laughs> with my arms. Um, yeah, so that was pretty fun. And that so that would be the basket press, maybe. I don't know. Um, it was in a bear. Like a, it was made of vat. wood? No, it was, I don't know. I and, think it was And then steel. like you, did you? No, it was oh, steel. It was steel? Okay, I was say, because there were the basket presses, that, and they had this big wooden cylinder and like this big thing and you'd like basically turn a crank it was a big threaded screw oh, that's and that cool. would like huh, slowly screw. kind of <laughs> that would slowly do it but anyway obviously not yeah. um so that's 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 kind of crushing we yeah. i just crushed that jen you did right. not really but it made me feel I good mean, to say that yeah <laughs> so, as long as you feel good that's the important part so why don't you move so on let's, to so the next thing is fermenting which is you know simply put fermenting is where the sugar converts to alcohol Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. So this is where yeast is added to the vats so that fermentation can take place. And in red wine, um, carbon dioxide is released that co- and that causes the grape skins to rise to the surface. And winemakers have to actually punch down or pump over what they call the cap of the red wine. And they have to do this several times a day. Um, to keep the skins in contact with the juice. And I didn't know that. I just yeah. I guess assumed they all just sat in a vat and did their thing. But they've got to basically kind of keep stirring it. Yeah, they almost. basically yeah. have to keep stirring it. Like, they keep, keep pressing that cap, pumping over the cap. Um, <laughs> and the grapes are pressed after fermentation is complete. And the reds then will eventually be um, moved into barrels. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, and... In terms of whites, basically, these are just added and then they're fermented. Yeah, because they've already yeah, crushed they've them. They've already crushed them. Um, so now. Well, real quick. Yeah. So I found, uh, like, like there's a couple ways the yeast. like So there's naturally occurring yeast on the grapes and in the air. Yeah. So if you just crushed them and then let them do their thing, they would just naturally ferment on their own. But that wild yeast um, is often unpredictable. Um, does its own thing. You don't know, you know, you may have more or less depending upon, you know, the weather and circumstances. So they usually are using a cultured yeast that they're actually adding in there. Um, although I think some of the organic or green wines now are trying to do more of that yeah. wild existing yeast. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, cool. and then, and this is just a, a interesting fun fact, but for every gram of sugar um, that gets converted, you get a half a gram of alcohol. So, for a 12% alcohol, you'd actually need 24% sugar in the grapes. So oh. a 24% sugar grape is going to give you that. So that's where in this um, fermenting process, if they'll, they'll actually chemically test the grapes to see what are the sugar levels. And that gets packed to, back to that picking, right? Are they picking it at the right time to get the sugar level they want to get the alcohol content they want to a degree? And if that messes up, that's where they can sometimes add a little sugar Um or a little acid or something like that to balance them out if they're not right where they want them to be. So that was just kind of a, a one to a half kind of a ratio. And I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. It comes back to the chemistry. Yeah. It's telling you. Amazing how much chemistry is, is in just to making this wine. And, and again, we're... It's why I'm a wine drinker, not a winemaker. Right? And from what we're saying, it, it sounds so simple. But again, it's just not. take it. And, and as you can even hear, or maybe it doesn't sound so simple. And one layer underneath, it gets really complex. And the more layers you add on this, it's The more so I learn about complex. it, the more complex it is. I've been to so many wineries and been on so many wine tours and... Where they talk me through the process and every time I feel like I learn something new mm-hmm. because every winemaker has a little something different that they do. And 
I swear I learn something different every time. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Because, and it's just, it, the whole process is amazing to me. Yeah. So after the fermentation, what they do is they have to age the wine. And winemakers have so many choices when it comes to this step. And it depends on the kind of wine they want to make, what they want, how they want to influence the flavor. And, you know, it's, do they want to age it for several years? Do they want to age it for several months? Do they want to do this in steel? Do they want to age it in oak? Um, do we they might want, have done a whole episode and, exactly. on that. Exactly. you want and to go back and listen. New oak. Do they want to do it in old oak? You know, there are so many different routes that they could take when it comes to aging it. Um, and again... If you want to know more about the whole aging process, by all means, go back and listen to our episode on barreling because yeah. there are so many different ways that they could that these barrels affect the aging and yes. in white wine and red wine. Um, so the winemaker though has to make the decision: How do I want my wine to taste? And, and this is going to affect it. Affect yeah. it. So like we talked about young wines in our wine terms episode two. And right. so am I going to make this young, which means it's not going to age very long, right? It's going to get picked, fermented, aged maybe a few months or whatever. Right. And then it's, it's, it's good gone. to go. Or is it going to sit there for, for years and years sometimes, right? Exactly. Am I going to have an oak barrel and have this sit here? For, right. Yeah. And is it new oak? Old oak. Old oak. Neutral oak. Is it a blend? Is it... Yeah, I, and and uh, yeah, American oak French. I mean, there's so many choices and decisions here, and they is will. Is this oak toasted? Is this oak not? It, it's and it will affect the flavor. I mean, and that's that's where the the winemaker. I mean, they have a big play in in the grapes, and then this is kind of I think really the the next place where they can really have a dramatic take it a different a whole different direction on flavor, right? Mm-hmm. So the next step. Is the is bottle. The bottle. You got to get it in that bottle. Um, and so that it can be shipped and, and uh, partaken of. Consumed. Partaken. <laughs> partaken. <laughs> you know I like I'm to make up my that words. I'm going to say that is now a word. And... <laughs> partaken of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we mentioned it might be a blend. So if it is going to be a blend, this is when it's going to happen. Um, and so a blend would be they're mixing different grapes. Um they're mixing um, some new oak and some old oak. They're mixing, you know, they're they're having all they're making all these decisions on again if it's a blend, how much, from what, you know, and and how are they going to do it? And they can do that for a lot of reasons. Um, it's another way they can adjust the the acidity, um, the sugar, the tannins. Um, the color, the aroma, the flavor. So if it comes out and it's, you know, maybe not 100% right, you add a little bit of this and voila, now it's perfect or at least much better. Um, so that there's, a, again, another lot of decisions they need to make there. But at that point, so before they're going to bottle it, they're going to do any kind of blending. Um, they're going to finish and filter the wine. Uh, this is a lot of times referred to as clarifying or clarification of the wine. Because if you were to just take it as is, it would actually be a little cloudy, and oh, so I didn't know that. Yeah, so people like like you got your white wine. You like to hold it up, and it looks nice and crisp and clean and clear. As I like it, yeah. Yes, and so they they actually filter it, um, and they remove all those unwanted particulates, um, and then they'll filter it. That'll get all the like the the dead yeast cell yeast cells, dead yeast cells. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> That's a toughie. Um, and all the other particles. So again, you get that wine that you expect to see 
Um, if uh, it is um, to help preserve the wine sometimes, and because and sometimes it will continue to ferment in the bottle and or they, again, are, are concerned with how long it may last, that's where they may add a little bit of sulfites. Oh, that's yeah. That's more typical in reds than it is in whites, which is why some people get headaches and it's from the sulfite right. that's added. Um, and that's why they tend to get them from reds and not whites. Um, and then they fill the bottle. It's slowly filled. And then before they put the cork on, um, it, they put in either nitrogen or carbon dioxide. And that's to get any oxygen that's sitting right there on the top out because we want oxygen when we're letting our wine breathe and, right. and everything else. But when it's just sitting there for a long time, we don't want oxygen because if it breathes too long, <laughs> then that's going to over... Um, age and and you know make the wine go bad basically that's where you can get vinegar vinegary and stuff like that so they yeah. got to get all that air out then they slam that cork in there they slam it they slam it i don't know if that's really what they do but they pop it in there um and then and it can be again um real cork synthetic cork or they cap it um yeah. whatever it is they seal that thing off pop that label on there and put it in the box and ship it out wow it's quite the process it is. It is. There's now, a lot there. Now, I know after listening to all this, some of you are thinking, man, I want to make wine. Yes. And, and I want to make it at home. I'm actually, right now, I'm eyeing a part of my backyard, and I'm thinking I could put some vines in there, Oh, well, plant some grapes, and then make my own wine at home. Now, Especially after doing this, I knew it wasn't going to be easy after doing this episode. I'm thinking it might be even a little more complex than I'm thinking, but I would still, there's this like part of me that wants to do that. So, okay, so, well, me, I Jen. mean, you, for my research, you don't even have to grow your own grapes. Well, yeah, you can just buy the grapes actually in many cases. You can. Yeah. So or, I found. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> not, so, not from the grocery store, Jen. <laughs> Those so, are different. So, what I found. I, I just do a little like, you know, online research, like, oh, kit for making your own wine at home. Mm. Just to see. I'm like, I'm sure there is one. Because I'm going to need right? one. Right. I just wanted to see. Do you know that you can buy your own own at-home winemaking kit for $45? Really? Okay, so. Maybe this is easier than I thought. <laughs> no, but I, I just want you to imagine, to imagine how good will this wine be. So, <laughs> um, so here's what, here's what I learned. Okay. On. An online purchasing site that we all use. Um, so it's $45. And um, what it said was, <laughs> you can make wine in under an hour. <laughs> no. Okay, wait a minute. So, so but what, wait, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm unclear about <laughs> is whether the process for making the wine was under an hour or whether the you know what I mean? Like, or oh, if the wine okay. will actually be ready in under an hour. Okay. And you know, so I, I hope it's not right now because part of me is thinking, well, it's a much smaller volume. Most no, likely. it's a gallon. Well, well I mean, it's a lot right, 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 right. So maybe so, it would happen faster, but, but okay. I can't and, see and it no, going. And from... no joke, you make it in a gallon bucket. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't come with the bottles. <laughs> oh, gee, well, of but, course not. Jeff. Well, right, the bottles are separate. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they get you in the bottles. Right, that's where they get you. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I know people who make beer at home and like yeah. that seems very popular. And, mm -hmm. Like it, it's like relatively good beer. Like I've tried some beer. I The only person I know who actually makes wine is an actual winemaker. Uh -huh. Like he actually is a like legit, legit winemaker and his wine is freaking delicious. Um, my dad made vinegar. Didn't you? We had, I would swear we had a bottle of wine. 
that somebody gave you that they made. Oh, my dog walker! And it was oh, good! So my dog walker actually does! My former dog walker, Deb, if you're listening... Your Jen wine was delicious. It oh, was but delicious. her sister is my current dog walker, and she's okay. wonderful too, Sandy. Um, well, we were. I, I, so I was Deb, nervous. Actually, I have another bottle of her wine. Oh, do you? Yeah, I haven't oh, opened it yet. It's so. I good. know her wine was actually. We actually had it in a blind wine tasting. Um, there were three bottles. Yes. And her bottle was one of our blind tasting bottles, and it was freaking delicious. It was the one we all liked best. I know <laughs> it was so good. So I forgot. Deb makes wine too. Um, that's yeah. right. She and has I was her own say, Because it, it's a little scary to think somebody made this wine at home. I know. I was, I'm not going to lie If you're listening, I was hesitant because I was a little scared about it. Well, I doubt made she made it in the $45. No, she ma- She actually, I think, like has a little, like, Did it I think she has like her own little vineyard. Well, and I've got a friend up um, in um, uh, the Healdsburg area. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Sonoma area. And uh, and he makes wine. And I've had his wine as well. Yeah. And it is very, very good. Yeah. He and his wife make it. And it is delicious i'm like i had that i'm like that's a really good wine and i think that's what got me interested in doing it but i just it's it's kind of intimidating too i think yeah so i'm telling you this if you make your own wine i bet yours would be really good because i feel like you'd put a lot of research into it oh i will that's why i'm like i'm like like i know know that he is gonna put a lot of effort into this and i would drink it gladly it's not just gonna magically happen yes i I but i do not suggest buying this kit Okay. Um, <laughs> Avoid the forty-five dollar right. at home. Avoid kit. yes. Unless but, maybe somebody's had a great experience with I it. I read the reviews. Share. It was very interesting. Oh okay. Um. So well, no. no okay. <laughs> go go read the reviews. Yeah, you go read the reviews. There were other ones that were a little more expensive, like eighty-five dollars, but mm-hmm. still not that expensive considering. Yeah. Well, and the like Dan, who I know who's make who makes yeah. his own wine, he invested a little bit more than that in his right. equipment. Now again, and, it wasn't a huge fortune. I don't believe I don't yeah. know all the prices, but I know it was it was more than. 45 85 or so dollars um but again it, it, it's i think within a reasonable cost and he made several cases and yeah. that's i mean got value in and of itself right i mean people do it i mean i'd love to hear more yeah all right do we have anything else i you know i'm good so you know if anyone has anything they'd like to share any winemaking experiences we'd love to hear them so please you know, visit us on the unsophisticatedpalette.com. Our contact information is there. We also have a Facebook page. Yes. Uh, um, tell your friends. Like us. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.